back in my vibe Got there with no sacrifices Everything was taken, still had to make it Vibe killer, me and no go take shit Vibe killer, bloody somebody time Protect my energy from your bad aura Let my pastor say I be my healer Everything I desire Well, hi everybody, welcome to <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Delusional Confidence The podcast My name is Emily I am on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening, also YouTube at emilys.rootawakening. This is Ida at The Chilling Therapist on YouTube and Instagram. We join ourselves on this podcast every week on Thursday to talk about mainly building our dream careers and working in the self-employed industry. But we also talk about life um, I would identify as a, as a self-development coach. I own a self-development company called Root Awakening and Ida, take it from oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ida. And yeah, I'm Ida, aka The Chilling Therapist. I am a therapist and also a wellness coach. That's what I do. And I'm super passionate about helping you advocate for yourself with your voice baby Mm. nice so we Um, lost we lost a few subscribers wow (laughs) i think we i think we did because i swear we had three plus and we're back down to one so here 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 we go i mean this is this is entrepreneurship for you guys not that things get shitty but that things are just unexpected the entire career of an entrepreneur is non-conventional that's just how it is and i like that everyone gets to see our journey because people people go and look at at um successful people's profiles who have like a hundred thousand viewers and they say oh they must have just always had that or they just blew up at some point and yes some people do blow up but for me it's been one fucking subscriber or follower or joiner sometimes one a week Ida it hasn't even been one a day it and sometimes it works like that it's like a slow build and there are twists and turns along the way you know yeah no definitely funnily enough I wasn't even looking so I, when you said we lost two, I was like we we what oh. <laughs> um but yeah it is what it is um as always you know people will love us some will not love us and that's okay we're yeah. still gonna be delusional in Ex- our confidence and that's the delusional part you know even when people are telling you not to do what you're doing um, yeah you do it anyway i have to say that i i do love i i like a little bit of drama i had to accept that about oh. myself <laughs> recently because here's the thing you know when we were talking about haters and and dealing with haters and the philosophy behind that i think that was the last episode on episode five Mm. um i started to like just observe myself a little bit more around the hater situation and like manifesting haters like this whole this whole narrative of the more successful you get the whole the more haters you have I started to observe like, mm, I wonder if I am manifesting, but I, I haven't, I never have had a lot of haters and I don't know if I'll have a point in time where that happens. 
But I was just, I just like to look at these things. And I, I thought about it and I was like, there is definitely a part of me that wants the haters to come that wants to, uh, there's a part of me that's like, come at me, everybody. Like, let's talk about what I'm doing. Like be open about the negative thoughts that you have about me so I can say something about them. And there's something that I like about the drama. And I, I am wondering, Ida, the people who, who really struggle with having haters, if there is a part of them that wants the drama, but they don't know that yet. And that's part of the problem, right? There's like a, yeah, it's just interesting. What do you think about this? It could be. And it's interesting you said that because um, my whole journey till now, I haven't experienced haters, so to speak. I think my idea of haters is someone, and it's not even hater, like the only thing that um, I'm open to receiving is opposing ideas and right. challenging my viewpoints. So for me, I don't see that as haters per se. So it's funny because the other day when we were on, um, when we were doing our live and someone jumped on and spoke about how hideous my nails were, it's funny because I went back and I was like, oh, that's the first time ever. That's so interesting. That was your first hater ever. Ever. And it was someone from my audience too. So and technically, <laughs> technically, it like if you were just live, you wouldn't have received that hater. <laughs> and so, no, I, I it kind of crossed my mind. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Um, Is that like, is that the energy that we're curating? Because I'm not available for that. What I'm available for is opposing, um, you know, views and thoughts where people come and they're like, you know, even if the person's like, oh, I wonder why you chose those nails, nail colors. Or I wonder, hey, I'm just wondering, I wonder why you, you, yeah. you've done your nails like that. I wonder why open for dialogue. That's what I'm available for. So it was very interesting for me, but I went away thinking, I'm not available for that. And I didn't even feed into it. Didn't really, you know, because I'm just not available for that. And I, that's what I see in my life. Like, and I think most of the times, even living here in Ghana, I've had friends, family members who are always telling me about how challenging Ghana is and the difficulty and the people and stuff. It's not that I don't see it. I see it, but I'm not available for it. Yeah. And because I'm not available for it, it's not affecting me the way it's affecting them. You know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's the entire reason why I completely disengage from the news and politics. Mm. And I realize how people's lives just get, like, in my opinion, torn apart. I mean, I've seen it in my family. It's happened in my family. Like, politics has literally torn my family apart. And I'm like, doesn't even have to be that way. And is it even worth it? And are you even helping, you know? But like, we don't have to get into that. But I think it is very interesting, Ida, um, responding to what you were saying just there about how when you become unavailable for a reality, whether that be having haters or uh, getting in sync with this idea that there's all this suffering in the world and making that a part of you and your life when maybe it doesn't need to be I'm using my own words not your words right but like I think it's just interesting when we disengage from certain realities here yeah 
yeah no definitely um and yeah it's very interesting because sometimes I'm like I recently asked someone I'm like or am I oblivious to everything that's happening in the world? No, I'm not. I recognize that right now there's suffering in the world. I recognize the economic crises. I recognize that things are not working out. And even in my own personal life, things are not as simple as I would like it to be economically and financially. However, I'm just not letting it kill my vibe. Yeah, why would we? Like, how is it helping to suffer with other people? That's the biggest, I think this is, I'm so passionate about this topic. I think that is the biggest, one of the biggest misconceptions we have on earth. The idea that if we suffer, or let me add this in, if we pretend to suffer with other people because we feel guilty that maybe we're not suffering as bad as other people, there is an idea circulating earth that, or at least like our world here on the internet, right? Mm. There is an idea circulating the world that if we pretend to feel bad about that, or if we do feel bad about that, or if we suffer with other people, that makes us a better person and we're helping. And it's not true. It doesn't make sense. It's one of these things in society that we just keep fucking doing when it doesn't make sense. And you explain it to someone like this and they say, you're right, it doesn't make sense. And then people just keep doing it. And that we're waking up slowly, I believe. Um, we're starting to realize that that's not working, but it's just mm. one of these things, you know? I. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think for me, if we're all suffering with everyone suffering, who's going to hold the vision of, of hope? Who's going to hold the vision of, of betterment? Who, like if we're all, who's going to hold it? So I'd rather come to the person suffering and, 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 and offer, I guess, my hope or my innocence. Because sometimes people appreciate that. You know, like, don't want you. To, and that's why when I was doing my live the other day, I'm like, if you catch me crying, don't feel like, oh, poor her. No. Hold me in my power. Hold me in, in that. Meet me there. You know, so when someone's falling, it's not about, you know, falling with them, but holding them high. It's, it's a whole concept of if someone's drowning, you don't jump in and try to save them. Rather you know, you can call for help or put an arm out or put yeah. something out. Like, don't get in there yeah. as well because you're going to go down too. And then who's going to save who? If both of you drown, then what? There's yeah. no um, sense in that, really. And how um, how long have we been seeing that? Like, I've just, I've just seen it around me in the US and I've, okay, I tried this myself when I lived in New York City and look, <clears throat> let me be very clear that everyone has a place in this life. Like some people will get in there and take action in the political realm yeah. and help things, right? That's go for it. I yeah. just think that it's, I think a lot of people are trying to force themselves to be in that position when they don't want to. And likely their place on earth is somewhere different because we need people in all different places in the political realm, but not in the political realm, helping others, right? But I think a lot of us have been, felt like we needed to force ourselves to be in the political realm when really we could be helping a lot more people um, in ways that we gain energy to continue to and help I people, definitely, you know? Definitely. 
and and go for it then go for no, it go no god yeah and like recently geez i'm always gonna go back to human design just like you always go back to amanda francis <laughs> oh my day you know um my motivation so in human design everyone has their own motivation okay there's mm. there's um I think there's anger, there's desire, there's innocence, there's I can't remember all of them. But mine is mine is innocence, right? And I think at some point mm. I was kind of feeling like, oh well, if it's innocence, then what? Cuz innocence is basically like having no agenda, disengaging, mm. right? But I recently came across um uh this person who explains it so beautifully if you're interested in human design a person that i quite like her way of of being and exploring human design is sam zega i think that's her name um and she she's also innocent so i kind of watch her a lot mm. and she said for her how she's now come to understand her role in all of this as as an innocent motivation person is kind of like you know when there's a car accident not everyone can run to the scene and 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 you know help out some people are taking selfies some people are just standing there watching some people are you know hands on but at the end of the day guess what when the ambulance comes guess who they ask the person who was the witness the person who was standing there watching yeah. when the police come they 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 go to witness so everyone has a role to play if we were all doing hands on who would be the witness 100% who's going to tell the story oh yeah who's going to tell the perspective who's going to tell what happened we would never know i so love that's that that's so cool yeah. and it makes sense everybody can't be doing the same thing it's another one of these things where it's like it doesn't make sense yet we just have to realize it doesn't make sense to stop doing it you know <laughs> like oh yeah this doesn't make sense um okay so something all right something i just want to say right now going back to the topic of drama okay and haters because i love that ida you say you're just not available for any of that and that's totally ida and again the innocent part like what did you say the the innocent being innocent is what was your description so there are different kinds of motivation what motivates people innocence motivates so my motivation yeah. is innocence some people there's is anger guilt you know there's different types of motivation and what motivates each and every person wait can you change that though because being motivated by guilt doesn't no, sound like super it doesn't fit within your um but with human design the words are keynotes so they're not like it doesn't mean guilt how we think of it oh you know um i'm going to google the all the motivations i definitely in a more literal sense i used to be really motivated by guilt Yeah and that is a motivation in he um okay so there's fear hope desire need guilt and innocence these are the six mm-hmm. um motivations human design speak you know that perspective it says that we all have everyone's chart has one and um, imagine you check your chart and it says yours is guilt i know <laughs> i was just thinking about it because 
I like in um, we got a check. We got a check. How do we find out? Um genetic metrics. Is this a gene keys thing? No, it's human oh. design. Okay, how do I look up? So you go to genetic because they're the only ones who um Google genetic metrics okay no, so what what i would like to what i would like it to say is desire because that's on brand for me that would be on brand eh? but, yeah. but if if that's still on brand for you so basically most of us are in the transference of it so for me the transference of innocence is desire so sometimes I desire to do things. I desire to jump in, be hands-on, but that's my transference. That's not actually, you know, mine. So yours could be, the guilt could be a transference of, of something or yours could be guilt. Who knows? Let's see. Uh, I don't want it to be guilt so bad. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, if anything, if anything, it could be the transference. So it could be that, yours is not guilt but you're tr you transfer into guilt a lot that, no wonder you don't want to transfer into it anymore that, that could make, make sense, sense. and but, then your guilt thing would make sense too the whole um dialogue around guilt your perspective on guilt that would make perfect sense wait what would make sense your perspective on guilt oh oh because it's if it's a transference yeah. then i'm yeah. like fuck guilt yeah yeah Okay, but, yeah. but can you tell us what transference means? Oh, yeah. So transference means like basically the opposite. No, it's not the opposite. That's not true. Transference is kind of like um, your go-to. So how should I put it? Um, it's not even two sides of a coin. It's kind of like the shadow side of it. Yeah. It's like, if you're looking up other types of human design, it's like the not self self. Yeah. 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 So tr the transference is kind of like, you know, um, you, you lean towards that more when that shouldn't be your, you know, you tend to lead more with that. Like for me, the most times where I desire to do something, it's like, I want to kind of step in and like, instead of like just being the witness, cause it's not easy just being the witness. I, I feel like you're like, so good at that now. Like you've really mastered oh, yeah. just hanging. Actually, like even before even before I I I um I found out that that and it all made sense because I'm like I'm a bit objective, very laid back. Like yeah, I'm a very like you'd never get a particular opinion. You'd ask me, what do you think about this? And it's like, yeah, well, there's this point of view and there's that point of view. I wonder what your point of view would be. And it's like. Gosh. <laughs> you know you picked such a good field like even before right you you just knew that therapy was like fitting with you um what can you tell me the website one more time genetic metrics m-a-t-r-i-x.com oh okay <laughs> i'm excited i love these personalities i'm excited we should link this whenever I do get to the show notes. We should link. Yeah, it. guys, check out your human design. It's, it's transformational. Magical. It totally is. Okay, so what I was going to say while I'm looking this up about drama is uh -huh. 
uh, oh, okay. So what I'm really proud of is I don't have any unwanted drama in my life at this point. Um, Define unwanted. Like, you're like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Or it's this drawn out thing with this friend or somebody keeps attacking you. Any prolonged drama that just feels like an event. It's like, yeah. it's drama, but creating like an overall drama in my life. Yeah. I don't have any of that, but I have these, I do have like little bits of drama, but it's always with random people. It's always random people that just like come on my page for a bit. And then somehow they still end up like, we just have an interesting exchange. You know, how I'm not going to go on and on about this again, but I, I, back in high school, I decided, I, I love that you say, I'm not available for this, this, this wording, because that's exactly what it felt like. I was having this drama with friends and like, just like, just like nonstop unwanted drama of like, oh my God, why is this happening again? And I just became like, no, I'm not, I'm just completely going to cut everyone out of my life who is creating this. And like, of course, now as adults, it's a little bit more, you could have conversations, you have a lot of options. But at the time I was like, I just kind of knew I didn't want to be friends with them anymore. And ever since then, that was like my first big boundary I put up in my life that I can remember. Ever since then, there's no crazy drama. Um, there's no like unwanted drama. It's like, I need the little bits of drama for like, I like the spiciness. Like I like the little bit of entertainment and I, I like to kind of, uh, there's a part of me, I used to love this and I've kind of let go of it, but I still really like to argue, but I like, don't, I don't want to argue with Ida. I don't want to argue with my friends. The drama is always like random ass people that I just kind of like to be like, bam, bam, bam. There's just something entertaining about it. Uh, <laughs> and I guess you also mentioned that it's, um, you realized that it helps you grow. There, I, yeah, I flipped it in so many ways. Like, it'll be interesting to see as I grow in popularity, how that affects. Um, but right now I feel so solid in that about like the positive parts of these folks, you know? Yeah. No, I love that. Okay. And then it to me it makes sense. Like Ida's not the type that would be like, yeah, let's just get a little drama in here. Like you're so you're like the one of the chillest people I know. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, how can we move forward? And sometimes we can't, and that's okay too. You know? What do you mean by that? No, I was like, you know, there are times where um someone might want to kind of you know whenever something happens there's this Eckhart talks about it calls it the pain body you know where it's like people get attached to it where it's kind of like you want to bring that energy of like hey 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 this happened and when you're met with like hey it annoys you more because you're like no yeah. I want you to like and you're like hey it's it's annoying, but so sometimes it just won't work. So we yeah. both agree to disagree because I, it's like, again, I'm not available for that. Mm -hmm. So it's like right now, this is what I'm available for. Um, and it might not work for you and that's okay. And I respect what you're available for. It's just not aligning at the moment, unfortunately. Right, right. Yep, 
you handle those situations really well. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see with this podcast, like you say, I mean, we get what we, what we attract and what we want. You know, we both kind of believe that even if it's a subconscious want that we don't consciously want, but like I'm available for a little bit of the drama. I just not available for it. Honestly, I feel like it'll be pretty direct. Like we'll, we'll attract a little bit of what I'm available for. And overall we'll generally attract not but really I'll, much drama. Exactly. I'll always leave room for you to do your thing. Yeah. Like I'm never going to be like, Oh, um, I don't, I'm not one to like correct people's behavior. I feel like people do what feels good for them and you just have to, you know, just let people be and do what feels good for them. Like there's no point just cause I'm going to be quiet. Doesn't mean everyone's going to be quiet. And there are times where I won't be quiet. It just depends on what it is. Yep. You know? Yeah. It depends. And the same way, like if someone came and they were attacking you, I don't know how I'll handle it. Maybe I'll, I'll, I won't like it. You Maybe, know? but if you just handled it how I expected Ida exactly. to handle it, which is like, whatever. <laughs> like, that's why we work so well, Ida. And that's why we can be different, but in the same space together, because we're, uh, we, we have enough, we've built up, well, like I wrote in one of your journaling prompts the other day, we've built a foundation, a very strong foundation of like, self-worth and stability that everyone yeah. is capable of building we've managed to build it to the point where I don't need you to do anything for me you know mm -hmm. and you don't need me to do anything for you exactly. and like you say we're available for what we're available for so I know exactly. that I don't need you to I don't have to need you to do anything because I know no. I'm only available for a good friend and you know the same thing and a good business partner and that's how it works out I don't need to expect shit from you because <laughs> exactly. it just is it just exactly. did. Exactly. And I love that. <laughs> What's coming up? What's coming up? Okay. So. Wait, did uh, you create a free chat or did you sign in? Because I think the free chat doesn't give you. Damn it. I created a free chart. Yeah. The free one doesn't give you your. Budge. Do I have to. Uh... I have to pay. No, 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 you don't have to pay. Okay. Wait, I should do this on the screen so I can share my screen and show everybody. We're just, we're, we're really just fucking around on this episode. I love it. Like literally yeah. just hanging out. It's cool. Okay. Yeah. So it will give you a person. My personality is receptive. My motivation is innocence. My sense is acceptance. My trajectory is observed. My view, look at that. My view perspective is peripheral. It's peripheral. My view is probability, transferred motivation, desire, transferred view, possibility. All of those words, even though I don't really know what they mean, I'm like, that's so Ida. <laughs> like peripheral, you know? It's all like observing, receiving. You're not yeah. like taking action all the time. It's so interesting because the day I found, because only genetic um, metrics provide this. And so someone mentioned, I went and I checked and I saw that I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Because sometimes it's like, I just, that's just how I feel. 100%. It just feels so right for me. Like it not does. to just engage and just to observe and just. It's so Ida. Like it's so Ida, you know, like it's just. 
like you doing that and and me witnessing you doing that it's like that's ida it's just there's nothing else to it it's not like yeah it's crazy okay so do i click register yes wait okay let me share my screen how do i do that can i can yeah you, like, you can you i know that can i like on um yeah okay share screen genetic matrix wait let's just fuck it let's just do my desktop so you guys can see all my shit happening all right <laughs> can you see my screen as long as there's no naked photos well, i know i don't look at porn anymore guys <laughs> okay can you see it yeah okay, okay so you go to register yes but it's not paid it's free well, hopefully we don't have to see what you're typing or that's your true how can i like all right i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop it just in case. That, people yeah, shouldn't know after, when my birthday all yeah, that no, after you share <laughs> after you put your details in you can share <laughs> next minute we have all your details you know? yeah <laughs> i know when i was making that hey uh i put out that financial joy workshop you know, you know what, what? When you recommended that for me, <clears throat> and I was, I just had to use certain examples. So now people know how much I'm paying in car insurance, and <laughs> there's all these details. It's just a part of my life now. It gets more and more intimate. Okay. Yeah. Intimacy. Yay! I'm so excited. Wait. Are you helping? Did you decide that you wanted to help clients with human design? Because I know people were asking you about that at a certain point in time. Yeah. If I get invited to do it, I will. Like if someone's like, oh my goodness, can you help me with my chat? Yeah. If I get invited, I will, but I won't. It's not something I, for now, I'm going to promote in terms okay. of like, hey, I'm doing readings, blah, blah. No. But if someone reaches out and they're like, hey, can you do a yeah. reading for me? Sweet. I probably will. Yeah. But people watching this episode, just hearing you explain the things will be able to kind of see what your what your yeah. vibe is on that. Uh, reach out and be like, hey, Ida, like look into it first though. <laughs> and then if you're kind of confused, just reach out and be like, hey, maybe I might need a reading, you know. Yeah. Um take it from there. What was I going to say? Oh, okay. So I've been wanting to have this conversation for a while and we've like danced around the topic, but it hasn't really happened yet about human design. I find uh -huh. like, I, I do want to get a reading or some sort of a situation with you where I can hire you to like help me with my human design. I want to be one of those people that is asking you like, Hey, Ida, help. Um, I don't feel extremely called to it, but right now I feel like the, honestly, the more I disengage from it, the more I can move forward because of how my, just certain things, my brain gets obsessed over and I kind of like get myself stuck. Cause I put a lot of pressure on it. Like for example, generator, um, you've explained this to me before that like, I, I'm, yes, you have to be invited, but it can be very discreet how you're invited. Like I just mine is invitation yours isn't what yours mine? is response response oh, so response. see what happened when we were talking and i was like em i feel like you should get on tiktok you responded to that and you did it yes 
Exactly. That's so what I'm saying. Would, yeah. Okay. So responding to life, not to people, to life. Right. So the response can come from your intuition. It can come from your thought. It can come from people. It can come from anywhere, but it's something that drops in. Like you don't initiate. You're not just there and you're like, I wonder what, what will happen if I, you know, um, start selling bicycle, but someone can, or you might all of a sudden, you know, get this intuitive, you might see someone riding a bike and then you get this intuitive feeling, go and get right, a bike. Right, right. And that and then, all makes sense. It, it all makes sense when you describe it like that. You know, I like when you describe things. <laughs> It all makes sense. But um, in the moment for me, I guess I just would have to get really, really well, well read with human design because in the moment for me, it doesn't feel like that. In the moment yeah. for me, it feels like I am creating this idea, you know, like, because I do get these intuitive feelings, like I'm going to create a business coaching program. And yes, I like, I don't realize that maybe this isn't everyone's life experience to me there's, there's all the only option is to respond to life because I, it's not like I was born and had all these ideas. It's like life happens and then ideas like start to mold in my head. And I guess not everyone feels that way. It's because of this human design. Manifestors yeah. initiate. And if you look at all the manifestors, like look at what Elon Musk is doing. He's a manifest, like they come up with weird shit. They come up with things that are out of this world. Yeah. New ideas that no one ever thought of. You know? Like yeah. even the person who came up with human design, it's like, you know, I think he's a manifesting generator. So it's kind of like just weird, you know, weird, weird. Um, they come up with like weird stuff. Yeah, I get it. it They're like the inventors. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it's well, like, I don't think like that. Like, I don't think, oh, but there's like for me to, to put myself into that place of, of where I'm at, I know that I'm living my design because things are just like working out well. And you kind of reflect that back to me, right? Like just naturally, I believe that if we're living in balance, we're, we're living in human design, but it's yeah. like, when I try to live my design based on what I know, it doesn't fucking work because then I'm like, oh, I have to respond. Okay. So I have to sit back. It's like, if I just let myself go and flow, things naturally come into place. But when I like, like, oh, this is what I'm, oh, okay. This is what I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to do more of this. It's like, I don't realize what's happening. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, then I can't, this, this idea feels like, like for me, again, we're going back to the delusional thing, but I believe that type B business school it's never been created. I just don't, I haven't seen evidence of that. I will like, I believe that it's a completely new invention, this way of looking at business. And like, first of all, there could be programs out there that are like mine. I don't know, but I haven't seen it yet. And second of all, like, I know that some people are, they, they go, you know, they still do it in a manifester way and I'm doing it in like a generator way. But like, it just doesn't feel like that inside of my head. To me, it just feels like it benefits me more to um, see myself as like, I created this idea or like this idea was created intuitively and it's the best thing ever. And it's the most unique thing ever. And when I start getting into, and I know that like, I'm still doing it in my generator way, but it's like, if I get into like, well, 
it's like this cool invention, but it's still like the generator version of this. It's not like, it's just like, I get all up in my head and it, I get like disconnected from what's really happening. You know, do you know what I'm saying? No, I get you. And I think that's one mistake that, you know, a lot of people make when they come to human design and human design. One thing it says is when you're new in your experiment, remember human design is an experiment. They don't tell you that. Yes. Even though you've come across your design, they're not like, this is the, you know, um, this is the solution. They're like, you know what? Even though we know this is it, we want you to experiment with it. And the experiment takes seven years to decondition before you can know that, okay, I'm fully living my design. However, don't try to figure out X, Y, Z. Live with your authority and strategy. And that will be enough to help you live your design. What's your authority? Your gut is your authority. So obviously, right. if you're following your gut, you're going to live your design automatically. So you're not supposed to like go digging deep and stuff like that. Because for you, it's just about following your strategy and authority. And your strategy is, you know, respond. Your authority is your gut, your sacral response, you know, that orgasmic response. So whatever you feel orgasmic towards, that's what you do. You do more of what feels orgasmic to you. And that's cool. just you giving your design. However, when, when you pull up your human design chart, everyone's got different profile lines. My profile right. has a one in it. A one is an investigator. So of course, when I came across human design, I locked myself in the room and I dug deep and I went into like, you know, this hole with it because I have that in my profile. Even before I knew I had that in my profile, all I know is I get obsessed with things and then I'll lock myself and I'll like study and I'll go deep. Yes, and you will. But that's because I have the one, the investigator. I think you're a three something. Three is, three, five is- No, I'm a five one. You're a five one. So I think five is experimenting. So you're mm -hmm. one, two, you, you have a one, you have line one as well. And I'm a four one. So um, four is the mind, one is the body. Your body is one. So your body would want to investigate things before it does it. But your mind, likes to experiment i think five is it three or five that's the experimenter you know so for you it's not necessarily about but the thing is you have the line one as well mm -hmm. so it's right for you to dig dive deep into things and like want to know it and stuff like that however all you need is your strategy and authority you don't need anything else and as you said you're following your authority which is your sacred response your gut yes I guess it does, it, it doesn't, it does not fuck me up to follow my gut. If I think about following my gut, that doesn't fuck me up. But the responding thing just, I find that I get better results without it. So it's, yeah, so you don't have to, you know, they say it's an experiment. Take what works, leave what, it's not like. Yeah, because, because I think it's like, okay, I've actually, I've heard about this with projectors too, to be honest, I, and I'll be curious to hear what you have to say. Um, I've heard. I just, I know some, some of my um, role models in the self-development industry, not Amanda Francis, there are actually some others. Um, they, they are projectors 
And they started, they were super into human design for a while and like had people featured on their podcasts and stuff that were into human design. And then they kind of broke away from it because they realized that they were kind of holding themselves back with the, the idea that they have to get a lot of rest. Like it helped them a lot, but like, they were like playing small because they're like, well, I have to wait and I have, and I have to rest and I can't do this. And so for me, I'm coming from a place earlier on in life of like any chance I got to play small, I would. And like, no, it's not that big of a deal or, oh, I'm not that great. Or I think I'm just supposed to be in the background here. And like, I've had, it's like the vibe. Um, it's like the, the, maybe not so much the words for me, but like the vibe of, of what generator is that my mind will get carried away with that and be like, oh, well, I can't play big because jet, like I've had it kind of hinted to me that generator, like, like manifester initiates the project generator kind of like, you know, generator is a great employee. They can be great employees. They're not always, but like they can be, I've heard people say that. And then also like generator kind of finish, uh, what is it? Manifester starts the project generator, like follows it through. And then somebody finishes the project. Have you heard this? So projectors guide the energy generators mm -hmm. have the energy so generators are the only ones who are actually here to work like to do work but only work that feels orgasmic um right. and then reflectors kind of reflect you know the whole it's like okay is this healthy or not like is this environment healthy or not you know okay okay i i can't remember somebody put it into words of like how it would look if, if all the different human design types were on a project together. And for whatever reason, um, it was, yeah, I guess it was like the generators are the worker bees. And I've just had it described a lot that like, they're like helping help. They're the helpers and not the like creators. And if I felt, if I followed that shit, like it just, I was just like, no. Yeah. And I think one problem with human design is a lot of people have not studied it. They're coming from their own point of view. Because mm. when you go to the original material, and that's why I listen to persons like Sam Zega, um, Brenton, that's her partner, Brenton something. They go to the original source. They only ever quote or ever study Ra Ura Hu, the founder. Wow. They don't use any other material that whereas makes sense everyone, though yeah whereas everyone else is kind of going on google and just researching mm. of, google, of other people's perspectives and stuff like that obviously that dilutes what it is because as i'm saying some of these words are even keynotes so when you hear respond right someone will explain it to you but when you go to the original source you realize that no it's how it's explained is not actually what it is yeah you know and so yeah. that's why I really like going to the original original source and the people because how Sam, look at how, because for me, I didn't even, because I was struggling with innocence. I was like, what is that? Like, yeah. I but once she explained it, she's like, it's like in a car accident, the people who stand by and when the cops and the police come, they're like, what happened here? Then they're like, I know this, yeah. and, this and this and this and this and that because they were observing. Mm-hmm. You know, they had time to take it in. Then I'm like, okay, so I'm functional. I have a function too. Yeah. But if someone's just like, yeah, in a sense, you feel like you don't have a function because 
what is innocence? Innocent people do nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. But that's not what it means. Right. And that's what it's originally channeled. So I'm pretty careful in terms of like the people that I, I, I go to for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like we all have different associations with words. And that's kind of what I mean about the vibe. Like Ida hears innocence and she thinks, okay, that just sounds like someone doing nothing. Right. No. Um, but witness totally. and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Witness is totally different. And like, or like objective bystander makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. That's actually what she used. She said a bystander, yeah. but not just that. She said the something bystander. Mm. and it just made sense and I was like yeah. oh my god yeah I that resonates exactly exactly yeah and then for me it's like it's kind of been so far what's worked for me has been like the opposite is the medicine in the way like I really need to hype myself up I really need to see myself as the star of the show I really that's how I like get the motivation to work and get behind my shit because otherwise I won't get behind my shit. It's just like, it's like the trauma self or like what we were talking about, like the not self self, like, you know, how you're, for people that haven't looked into any of this shit before, like how you're, if you're just behaving on trauma response, right? It's like, it's not you. Um, and it's not the behavior that gets you the results that feel good to you, but it's the behavior that you just tend to do. And like part of your life journey is to like learn how to not do that, you know, like whatever, or you could see it as like whatever as is imbalanced out of your life or whatever. I, not everyone believes in balance, but like, but yeah, so for me, it's like downplaying my shit. That's like my trauma, or maybe I should just be a helper. Or maybe I should just sit in the background. So any words that sound like, oh, you're a helper or like, you're, you're not meant to be self-employed. I'm like, can't. Yeah. It's like, sorry, that doesn't resonate with me. Exactly. exactly. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have my chart up. Ah, let's see. Okay. Wow. Who knew this is what we're going to talk about? Today? I know. Okay, so I now it. you want to, you want to click on quantum. <sighs> oh, look at you. You have the channel. You have the channel of struggle. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? That's, that's not surprising to me. And it sounds like it sucks. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. I don't know much about that channel. Ida's laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because it's like all the things you don't resonate with. Um, okay. Go to personality. <laughs> Oh, quantum personality. Yeah. Okay. No, your motivation is need. Oh. And your sense is meditation. Did you know that? Oh, no, no, no. Your motivation is fear. Your transferred motivation is need. So fear actually motivates you. That sounds horrible. Oh, but I could see. Okay. So how I could see this. It's actually very powerful. So it's like, because you're afraid, see right now, before we got on this podcast, you shared a few things with me that I don't know if, you know, I can oh, talk sh share it all. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of like, you tell me you're at this stage where, you know, it's, what, what was the word you used? Fuck. I don't remember. Intense, intense, oh, intense. Yeah. But if you really dive, it's like really and truly, it's about journaling on it and then realizing that. Maybe whenever you feel like, 
ah, you know, I'm frustrated with this. What's beneath that? Because, okay, frustration, first of all, is the not self yeah. um, generator. But what's beneath that? What's frustrating you? Is there a fear there? Because if there's a fear, that fear is what's motivating you to actually move to the next level. Oh my God. This is you making know? so much sense That's in my life. Motivation. Okay. It's like whenever you feel this particular fear, you're like, okay, okay, let's look at your fears. You've got um 28. I don't know it off heart. Oh my goodness. Who knew? This is what we're going to be doing on Delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I is love anyone it. live with us? Um, someone is. One person is. Hi. Hi. How are you finding our very interesting um, <laughs> human design conversation? Okay. And I love it. I You can see my computer screen. Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. Um, wait 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 a second where is my chart oh okay all right yeah so what so the channels i'd what do the channels mean does that mean struggle has to be a part of my life or does it mean it's remember every channel has its um shadow side and it's got its brilliance, right? So it's a matter of, are you living in the shadow side or are you living in the brilliance of right. the channel struggle? Because again, remember, it's a keynote. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like you're going to struggle in life. No, I'll, I'll look, I'll, I'll check what it is because some of these, I don't know, off by heart, but I'm checking your fears because these are the fears you have in your life. Oh, that's I'm interested. interesting. So, so the fear that life is empty and meaningless, that's one big fear of yours, gate 28. And then there's gate 50, which is the fear of failing your responsibilities. Those are your two main like fears according yeah. to your chart. That now, whether sense. or not, yes. Yeah, so, so you don't have all the other, these two are what shows up quite a bit. So it's like, you know, fear motivation. I don't know much about it, but what I know is that fear actually motivates you so it's not a bad thing where you're literally the feel the fear and do it anyway yeah like you're the it doesn't apply to everyone it applies to you like the fear is actually what's gonna push you forward you know I have it's interesting because I have been using that as a tool like if something scares me I make a point to do it just because I know that often the thing that scares us is the thing does that motivate that you to do? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it's interesting now because I'm kind of at a crop, like with what I'm dealing with, with, with what's intense in my life right now, it's kind of like, am I going to really do this thing? Like, am I going to really just do my business? Like, is, is this really going to be it for me? Kind of that kind of thing. And the alternative fucking terrifies me because doing anything besides my business right now is scary to me like because it would be so horrible so like in in another sense I think fear can be a motivation of like wait what's the alternative oh that's 
literal hell for me. Okay, I'm going to make sure that I don't have to be in that spot anymore, you know? Yeah. Okay, so the channel of struggle, it's interesting. And remember, whenever it says this, for instance, this is an, um, it's an individual circuit. It's in the individual circuit. So it means it's for you. This is actually for you. And then whatever you learn out of that place, you can choose to share it with everyone else. Um, and uh, the circuit is knowing. So it's just this knowing you have. But anyway, the channel <laughs> of is the, the energy. So this is the theme, okay? This is not what it means. It's a theme. It's the energy of the struggle to discover the meaning of existence. You are constantly in search of a goal worth fighting for thereby empowering others and inspiring them to move towards eminent ideals in life. So that's, that's what that channel is about. It's about, you know, perseverance. So it says you have a natural gift of perseverance um, with which you walk through life and you have a fighting spirit. Fighting is not a forced measure, but a way of life. So like, it makes sense when you're kind of like, and that comes from your root center. You know, so it's this pressure you get to fight for yeah. things, to fight for what's worth fighting for. But right. it's, when you feel it's a pressure, it's not an idea. It's not like a thought. It's this pressure you feel from within. It's a knowing. Mm -hmm. And if that's like, you know, M, what is worth fighting for right now? Don't just sit down. What is worth fighting for? <laughs> yeah, so true. And all the stuff you're saying is so, it's so clear that it's a part of my life. But it's hilarious because to describe that as struggle, or like not, I know that's not kind of what they meant, but in a way it is like, like uh, you're, you're struggling for something. You're like, you're, you're, you're fighting, you know? And but it's about, not how we, yeah, it's not the negative way we define it. Like you're right. struggling, like, oh my God. Eh. Right, know? right. Like, oh, I'm, I'm miserable right now. And it, like, that's yeah. basically what I equate it to, like how I associate the word, like people, the, the, why I make such a big deal of it is because people are like so, so, so discontent in their lives, but they think it has to be that way because struggle has to be a part of their lives. And I'm trying to tell them, no, it, you don't have to be like long-term discontented yeah. in your life. And that's so beautiful because that's just what it said. It said you, because remember, it's an individual, it's in the group, it's, it's in the individual circuit, which means it's your fight. But because you fought it and you, mm. you're fighting for that thing, you get to come out of it and be like, no, like only fight for what's worth fighting for. This thing is not worth fighting for. Working a nine to five is not worth fighting for. Fight for whatever you want. That's what's worth fighting for. That's what's worth, you know, doing the actual work for, not nine to five. You get what I mean? So it's kind of mm. like you go through it and then you come out and you're like, you know what? No. People need to know that they don't need to fight for this anymore. It's not worth fighting for. So you're the one teaching people what's worth fighting for. And it's not nine to five and many things. It's not guilt. It's not. So it's like whatever you experience individually, you come out and you're like, no, nah, that's actually not worth fighting for. I fought for it. Didn't work out. Next. <sighs> what are we fighting for? You know? So Which true. Is 
Oh my God, I love that, Ida. You're going to make me cry. It's beautiful to hear you talk about that passionately. Like, how do I describe it? Like kind of for me, but you just get me. You just really get me and I appreciate that. No, you're so welcome. So yeah, no, it's interesting. Amazing. So can you pull up your chart and tell us about yours? Yeah, why not? Yeah. This is so fascinating though, girl. So fascinating. And meditation, again, it's so easy to take all these words um, literally, like I don't meditate, but when I, uh, but I'm guessing it means something more like I have to meditate on a situation rather than yeah. like sitting down and meditating. But also yeah. like journaling is like my meditation. I the get in like this trance. Exactly. Exactly. So let me pull up my chart. Yay. The only funny thing is it signs in automatically here for me. Wait, but can you do it on your computer so we can see it? Okay. Let me see. You'd have to allow me sharing what you call it. Yeah. Of course. You know, I'm actually pulling this up and I'm like, do I want to? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I feel like you you like to talk about other people's human yeah, design more than yours. Yeah, because I didn't get excited. No, like when you invited me, I was like, okay, let me do it. And as I'm doing, I'm getting this sinking feeling like, no. It's that so interesting. Like, it's but so that's a projector. The projector, my, I live my life I'm basically here to know the other. I'm not here to know myself. That's so cool. Which is That's, so crazy. It's because so it's crazy. Like, it's, I've always known that. Like, I get so passionate about other people. And then when it comes, because it's like, ah, uh, when you initially said, oh, do you want? I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And as I'm pulling it up, I'm like, mm. No, I, I and you get so lit up like just talking about my chart, you get so lit it's up. It's crazy. interesting to me because like, most people are excited to see like they want to or you I guess we assume or we hear in society that most people would just want to like talk about themselves you know but Ida truly doesn't feel that way and it's not even like a thing of like if you want to talk about yourself you're bad and if you don't you're good but it just I can just see that you genuinely it's always been like this every time we've talked about this stuff you get really lit up when you like when we yeah. talk about me or when you talk about somebody else you know. else. yeah it just lights me up. And then when it's like, yeah, now talk about yourself. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and the funny thing is not that I don't like talking about myself. It's like when I study my chart, I study my chart in comparison to the other. So it's like everything I'm doing is the, like the more I know my chart, the more it makes me know another person's chart. Cause it's like the more my chart is like, helping transform my life when I see your chat and I see elements I'm like oh my god okay let's ah, go you know Which I is, love that it's so interesting I've always been this way always even before I, I knew human design I'm always so lit up about the other oh my god like hyping people up yeah. what is it that you want to do let's do it yeah you know totally um, and that's 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 basically why I'm here on earth to, he, to, to help other people 
share their message and speak up and just hype them up to be able to do that. Totally. I know that's been your, that's been your brand. When we started this podcast, you came on and said, I want to, I like to hype people up. That's, that's what I love doing. And it's in a form of like, I feel like the best way I hype people up is like, you know, you can do the thing. Like you can actually do the thing. What is the thing that you want to do? Like what's stopping you? let's get you to a place where you feel so good about yourself like and I guess that's where all of this comes in because it's like you look at this chart and it's like look at the magnificence in this chart how can you not express that how can you not like and, how can you not you and know? that's when you that's when you know that that's something you're meant to do because when you can't even imagine that other people couldn't because you're so into it that's always how I know that it's that it's a, it's like a life purpose thing that you have. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause there are certain things about me where I'm like, you can't just stand by and feel iffy about your life. Like how can people just not take action? How can people just not like do crazy shit and just randomly quit their jobs? I don't get it. Obviously there are so many reasons why people wouldn't, and that's not everybody's path. Um, yeah. But I can't imagine people doing something or can't imagine right people not being passionate about getting what they want at this very moment right now you know and that's how I know you know exactly wow no I love it it's supposed to be what we're working on yeah powerful yeah um all right well shall I stop sharing yeah, yeah stop sharing and I have something to say actually, yes about okay. Andrew Tate and his brother Woo! let's get into it. I love how much we talk no, about pop great. culture here I'm actually quite disappointed well I'm and interested I know at the beginning of this channel like I kind of you know spoke about him in terms of like yes I don't condone majority of what he says but I like the fact that he's able to speak his mind and, right. and say what he believes and he stands by it right um that the essence and the element of that is what i adore about him but not necessarily like some because some of the things what he, he says, says. right i don't see, but i love the fact because i i feel like if everyone could truly express themselves and say whatever they truly wanted to say and stand by we would all go really far you yeah. know which yeah. is interesting because that's what I I now I'm passionate about helping other people do yes but yesterday I was just scrolling on Instagram like you do and then I came across someone's story and then the person's kind of like oh it's interesting that you know a high standard a high what does he call himself high level man <laughs> yeah, so the person goes, it's interesting that a high level man only has lice, mice, and and rats as his friends now. And so I was like, what is this about? So I look at the post. By the way, he's in um, prison at the moment for sex trafficking, alleg allegedly, mm. allegedly. And it's kind of like my heart kind of sank because I'm like, he represented a lot of things for a lot of people. 
And it's funny because everyone you you come across who likes him is not it's not necessarily about what he's saying, but it's about the fact that, oh my God, there is someone who is fearless who is standing, you know, behind their ideas and stuff. Even if a lot of people hate him, he was still able to still say, This is what I believe in, this is what I stand for. And to now, you know, this coming out and tainting that for people. I think my heart sank there because I was like, again, it's a it's alleged. So he's innocent until proven guilty. But it's just so unfortunate that someone who was as iconic in a sense of speaking up, sharing his truth, whether or not people liked it or not, is no longer that icon for for people and a lot of people were looking up to him to also be able to speak up and speak their own truth whether people liked it or not and so yeah now I was very um yeah I was just disappointed because there's a part of me that's like oh my goodness you had this really high standard and hopefully he's innocent but if you're not like it's like what was all of that about which is interesting because I remember our, I think our two episodes ago, no, was it last episode where I was talking about Elon? Two eps ago. Two episodes. Two episodes ago where you were like, well, but people can make up shit. You know, people can tell you what you want to hear. And so it kind of makes me feel like, okay, so is this what this is? Like, did you just tell us, you know, did you just tell people what they needed to hear? or yeah I just I guess I don't know how I feel about it but I guess there's a part of me that's kind of like you know you stood for self-expression freedom of speech and self-expression and now you know this has come out which is like quite unfortunate if truly he he was sex trafficking this whole time you know fucking interesting this this conversation is going to get really interesting because I can see this from multiple perspectives and it's interesting to see how you responded to the situation or how you're how you're responding currently and and to to observe myself in in how I'm responding to this and this whole topic of when what the public is learning from people in the spotlight like this I think this topic is rich. It's very, de- there, there's a lot of depth here to this topic. Yes, this man, Andrew Tate, but really how he's affecting and what happens to him affects the rest of the world. This is yeah. one of my favorite philosophical topics in general. Okay, so first of all, mm-hmm. we, we kind of know by now that I'm pretty conspiracy minded. Um, not fully. I don't like to waste my time. I think, I think, um, I just want to see what our comments are doing. Okay. Um, I, I think that if you get wrapped up in the conspiracy world, it's the same thing as being wrapped up in the news. There are some stories that are maybe real, some that are maybe fake and you just like obsess over what you really can't control at the end of the day. But I don't, if I'm going to trust anyone, it's going to be the people. It's not going to be any authority figure. Okay. So let me say that now. 
when I hear something like this goes down, my immediate thought is that man got really powerful really quickly and not everybody liked that. And maybe some other really powerful people didn't like that. And people get framed for stuff in my mind. That's what he and his brother are saying. Like even on the news, they're like, we literally got too powerful and this is what's happening. And you guys should, like, these were not their words, but it was coming from a place of like, you guys should actually be scared. Not like be scared, be scared, but like, there's no more freedom of speech. There's no more true self-expression because you still got to put filters around it because you can express yourself so much so that you become so powerful because imagine, let's even say his followers are so many. Okay, fine. Let's just even say only 3 million people in the world are following him. We're we're 8 billion, 3 million. That's still a lot of people. If their mindset are to change to a place where they're like, I'm going to start speaking up for myself. I'm going to start like believing in what I believe. I don't care what people think. Can you imagine the ripple effect? So I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, I really don't know, but I, I like to offer people guilt, um, innocent until proven guilty. And I do hope, I do hope that, you know, things work out in a way that I guess the truth comes out whether he did it or not oh god it's just so interesting because it's like even even on this podcast you know I'm catching myself in moments where I'm like okay should I filter myself you know should I censor myself where it's kind of like wow where where are we now if we need to censor ourselves, oh, which God. is not something I'm wanting to do. Right. right. I still want to speak my mind and share my perspective, but I catch myself in moments where I want to censor myself and I need to be brave enough to speak yeah. my mind, you know? This is, this is scary. It's scary from all angles, I think. Okay. So I don't know. And I didn't know anything about this. I don't keep up with any of this shit. Right. So Ida, you're telling me this and I'm hearing it 100% for the first time. And immediately, this is what I think in my head. It's uh, where do I start? Okay. So the reason why I immediately went to, he's being frames it I don't feel strongly about that I'm like I'm also quite neutral about Andrew Tate I respect the stuff that Ida respects but I disagree with what I just wouldn't want someone like that if he really believes those things to be around me I question if he do, I do I do I do question if he does really believe those things I think if you say stuff like that this is well, he's, he's the true definition of a delusional person yes and yes because I think was it last Last episode, we were talking about, you know, can you be delusional to a place where it actually comes back to bite you, like the holistic psychologist? That's where I'm, that's kind of where I'm going with this. But, but first, I want to say, like, whether, like, like kind of what we were talking about with Kim Kardashian, the business strategy that he has, 
works, whether it's true or not, whether if he really believes these things or not, the, the, strat the strategy and whether it's intentional or not, the strategy he has to say crazy stuff or stuff that people, he just says very divisive stuff that gets very. a lot of eyes on his shit and you blow up, you blow up. People get really famous by saying stuff that is very divisive. So whether he meant to do that or not, blah, 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 that's what happened. Okay, so I feel quite neutral about him. I just think from a business per perspective, that is one way to get a lot of people's eyes on you. That's all I think about it. So I'm not like, go Andrew Tate, or like, no, he didn't do it. But that's how I see him. But then when this tra sex tra trafficking stuff happens, it sounds very newsy to me. It's like, you know how the news fixates on certain topics over time? Like it was COVID. And then like, um, it was like Black Lives Matter. And then it was like, um, now it's sex trafficking. And it's like a fad. It's like they they make such a thing about it. Like people are dying and people are, are um, like suffering. It's that whole suffering thing. And that can be very true. Like we all know that suffering is happening all around the world, right? We know that that's happening. That's legit. That's true. And they start, the media starts saying stuff to us like, don't you care? We need to care about this. But then here's where the hypocrisy and the, um, the, the lack of integrity comes in. All of a sudden, we're on a different topic now. All of a sudden, we don't care about Black Lives Matter anymore. All of a sudden, now we care about sex trafficking and that's all we're hearing about so like sex trafficking is like the fad in like how we're how we're holding people accountable and shitting on people and like saying oh this person is fucking up let's be against this person but this person's speaking out against that person so let's be with that person it's very in my eyes it's very herd mentality it's very it again, it's one of these things that doesn't make sense. If this is a big deal and we care about this, why are we just going to kind of forget when the next thing comes up? So to me, that sounds fake because that's not where my values lie. What I believe in is what I believe in. And I don't just, oh, now I don't really believe in that because that's not really what I'm hearing about around. Or now I don't really talk about that because that's just, or I'm going to talk about this because I feel like I have to talk about this. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like sex trafficking has been like, and look, like, I think all of this stuff does serve a purpose. Like there's a place for like, we need to look at certain things. We need to look at how people are being treated unfairly. We need to look at the fact that kids are being sex trafficked, right? I'm not saying that this shit doesn't happen. I just think I have no fucking clue who is actually doing that and who is actually not and how these things are being used as a tool to tear people down. Like, I think there's just as much of a probability as these topics being used to like tear people down as there is like that all these things that the media is saying is true. I think there's equal probabilities for these things. So anyway, I, I hear about sex trafficking and Andrew Tate and I'm like, it just sounds fabricated. I'm not saying that he didn't do it. I'm just saying it sounds fabricated, but here's another layer eye. And this is the thing that you were saying about with like, what what can happen when people fall when people get too powerful do you know how much i have written in my journal dispelling limiting beliefs that 
when I get famous, something bad is going to happen to me like this. Like I have deep fears in my body about getting, getting famous or getting a lot of eyes on me. And because I'm speaking out about stuff that, that kind of is divisive, but it's not really necessarily by design. It's just stuff that like I believe in that is like unconventional because I'm unconventional. If I grow to a certain place, um, I'm going to end up in jail. I'm going to end up framed and in jail. And that's a limiting belief. And also like, isn't it still worth it? But like, that's a, that's a limiting belief that I have. So like there, it's like, there are so many layers here. Like, yes, I have my belief system about the media and, and what's even true or not true, but also I have my own bias could be a bias, could be not about what happens when you get famous, because that's also a narrative that, oh, when you get famous, you, and you're, and you're, you're an activist, I guess, for a lack of a better word about something that you believe in, that's kind of against the system, you will get framed for something like something bad will have, that's a reason to stay small, right? So I'm having all sorts of feelings about this right now. And I see Ida, how you're reacting to it. And you're like, well, what if, what if he doesn't, what if Andrew Tate doesn't have the integrity that I thought that he had? And that's another thing too. Like, that's a whole nother thing of like how we're responding. It's like, it, it just, it just makes me think like, what even is reality? I don't even know. I don't even know what's reality. Is it all our mindset shaping this reality or are things happening and we're getting to decide how to look at them? Like, to me, it's like, it gets to be such a deep trippy topic. And now I want to hear what you have to say about all of this. I'm speechless. I'm actually speechless. Wow. Because it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, that thing I had, the, there was a time like when we, me, you and Rose were talking and I said, I felt like I was having an out of body. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. I just had that thing right now. <laughs> Where it's like, I'm not, it's like we're on a different planet having this conversation. We're not here. <laughs> what do you think that means when that happens? I don't know. It's so trippy, you guys. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Jump a reality? I don't know. I, do you think it's when you, I mean, I've had that feeling before and I don't know because if you guys watch it. The whole time you were talking, I'm like, oh my God, like I needed to ground myself here because it's like, we're not here we're having this conversation like on a different planet which is weird because I'm sure if, you know the people listening will be like okay weirdos I I I honestly feel like everyone has felt this before like it's like a yeah. deja vu feeling it's like a, yeah. has this happened before is this real life yeah. feeling and Ida got this feeling before when I told her about my business school <laughs> which is Funny. I just texted in my body for a second. Yeah, and, and it was just like a new work. project I was working on. It, it yeah. like obviously it's a big deal, but like not necessarily for Ida. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, but I'm trying to think what could that be. But I kind of feel like it's whenever we start having like esoteric, okay, like conversation. Because as much as this is grounded, it's still a bit up here of course yeah in that how many people are thinking about this they just want to eat sleep 
you know? I don't, I don't know about that. I think some people, I guess, I honestly feel like anyone who has technology, who is around our age, I feel like everyone's thinking about stuff like this. Not Andrew Tate, but like, what is reality? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I wish, I wish everyone was thinking about it, but I don't think you know the okay maybe maybe i feel like the scale has tipped a bit maybe majority are thinking of it more so minority a few years ago because there's a lot of awareness right now yeah you know there's a lot lot of awareness like i'm listening to conversations that are being had i'm kind of listening watching what's going on like i mean right now wellness is everywhere everyone's talking about rest you know yeah yeah hustle and now everyone's talking about rest it's kind of like I see the shift we're moving into you know this well-being this um self-fulfilling this sovereignty kind of era maybe um and I'm here for it yeah I know I love it I love it but yeah I would say this is like this topic is like one of the things like Honestly, I don't like have, this is going to sound weird and like inaccurate, but I don't have worries, you know, like people, you know how like people worry about the state of the world. They worry about the environment. They worry about climate change. I just don't, I do not find it a good use of time to worry about that. Cause I know my worrying isn't doing shit. So I stopped worrying about that a long time ago. And, but I would say the one thing that's like in the back of my head, that's kind of a big world. (laughs) What? I was like the robots. (laughs) Oh my God. Not even that, not even that, because even that I'm like, I will die with the earth. I don't know. To me, it's just like very clear. Like I would just fine. Like if the, if the world gets to that place, like I will reincarnate or whatever. Um, but it's it it is this idea of is there like an evil uh what do they call it it's like in the conspiracy world but like like the the most powerful people on in the world are this evil group of people that like fuck everyone's lives up if they get powerful enough like is there a like supremacy of people that yeah. are fucking everyone up um, th- that is the one thing in the back of my head. I just don't know. It kind of seems like that. It could be my entire mindset that's that's fabricating that and reflecting that back to me. But that is still just something in my head. And even journaling, I'm like, the the only place that I could get to, I, I did get to a decent place. I've like woken up at 5 a.m. It's not like I lose sleep over this, but like, in the past, I have like woken up at 5 a.m. And we all know I sleep till like 11 a.m. Usually woken up at 5 a.m. And had to journal about this because and and even in that journaling session, I just got to a place of like, I guess I'll just not get that famous where I'll have to worry about that. Like there was not a really big empowering conclusion, like besides like one, it's worth it to like die or 
or be in jail for something I love. So who gives a fuck anyway? And then two, I don't really want to be famous to the point where like, I can't go out in public. So I won't even get there anyway. There, there, I, I couldn't even find a, a better solution to that. So it's just, to me, this is like one of these things where it's like, if it's, if that's not the case, it's still indirectly doing a really good job of showing people that it's scary to be powerful. And that sucks to me. Yeah. Wow. I had something to say, but it just, it left me. Yeah, but it's all, it's all interesting. Oh yeah. What I was going to say is I don't worry either because I know in the end, God wins, love wins. So it's like, I kind of lean into that more. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to think about whether evil wins or not. I just know that love wins, period. How love's going to win, I don't know. But I know love wins. That's cool. I definitely know like God wins, nature wins. But I had not even thought about love wins. Like that doesn't feel true in my body yet. And that's that's a really good... Thing for people to get behind I think that's a ri- I wanted to hear Ida's very chill perspective on this and this is why because I think that's a great like what if love wins in the end what if it what if it it wins then what then you don't have anything to worry about yeah and I believe love will win um but I feel like when love wins it doesn't and there it's just another world, a new world, a new earth that we get yeah. to experience. That's you know, amazing. Power is equally distributed. Yeah. You know, it's not one that, you know, only 1% has the whole power and the whole money in the whole world. And everyone else is like, just, you know, struggling. It's like everyone gets to experience abundance and we all get to, you know, flourish in that. How amazing. 100%. So what, what in you knows that love wins? Like what evidence have you seen? What, is it just a random knowing? How, how do you just know that? The basis, the foundation of that um, comes from growing up in a Christian home, growing up in the church and the Bible revelation, you know, talks about this great, you know, fight, obviously it's all symbolic, this great fight. And in the end, God wins. God is love, love wins. Um, and mm. it's a prophecy. So Revelations is a prophecy. And it's funny because majority of the things in Revelation are actually happening. A lot of Christians don't like reading Revelations because they find it very scary because it's like, it's actually very scary why because the things that are in it you know it talks about how challenging things will get before it gets Mm. okay Mm. you know like god doesn't just win like it's a battle love doesn't just win it's a battle where it's like you know um and not because god can't just win but it's just how it is where it's like you know, the more, that's what I was talking about, the scale and which side it's tipping. It's like more, the more we're here, this side would just go like that. 
but it's a matter of bringing people on this side because at the moment some people are still sleeping um for lack of a better word you know so until we all kind of wake up um it won't be an easy fight oh yeah i get i get why they don't want to read that part and the revelation and it's like word for like i think read those there's something in revelation that talks talks about a peace treaty being signed and once that signs that's the beginning of the it's called great tribulation mm. um <laughs> i'm just looking at him what no because that's what i'm talking about Anza. Interesting. I'm I'm fascinated. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. And it's funny because um a lot of presidents have tried to sign and they were not able to, but I think Donald Trump signed it with Israel. So I think it actually happened. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. And it what? talks about that's gonna be like the the mark, the beginning of the great tribulation. Donald and Trump marks the beginning of the Great Tribulation. No, That's not Donald Trump. The peace treaty being signed between Israel. So yeah, so but but like in a way, it was when he was in office. I guess that to me that that's just hilarious. What, like, yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's interesting because it's kind of like once I heard them talking about the peace treaty, I was like, oh my god. Because it was all over the news. They're like, you know, the peace treaty. I forgot the country. It's between Israel and somewhere. Like a lot of people, a lot of leaders have been trying to unite these two, but they haven't mm -hmm. succeeded. Mm -hmm. It's been a challenge. But somehow, I definitely think the treaty is signed. It's between Israel and some other country. A peace treaty, it's called. You know? uh, yeah, like I feel like I almost know the country, but can't think of it. Yeah. wow and so it's like once that happened i was like oh, okay hmm. how would the great tribulation be the great tribulation you know yeah. so yeah no a lot of people it's revelation is literally revelation of everything that's gonna happen and and when i say it's like dito dito it's dito dito whoa like it's very vivid it's a very it's a very, it shouldn't be a scary book because it's a prophecy for, you know, us to be prepared. That's why I don't necessarily believe that, yes, the Christians will come for me. I think it's just a book for the world in general. It's a prophecy for the world. It's like, yeah, it's not a warning per se, but it's like it's a prophecy for us to know, okay, this is coming, so prepare for it. But no one's bothered. Even when you go to church, not many people preach on revelations. Like not many churches even open that part wow yeah. that's so because, interesting because they don't want to know we don't want to know yeah but it's about knowing and preparing ourselves for what's right so right not surprised you know and that's why when covid came a lot of christians didn't want it because it talks about a chip being implanted um what into in revelations it talks about a chip apparently i haven't read that exactly but no it's not a chip it's called the the mark of the beast and everyone suspects that it's a it's a chip but it says there will be a mark of the beast and everyone's gonna take it everyone's gonna like you know so everyone kind of thought it was covid 
and we all took it. We all took, but it was like, you know, we're going to take it without even knowing we've taken the mark of the beast. So if it was COVID vaccine, then, you know, oh my goodness, how did this conversation get here? See, this I is love it. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so interesting. Okay. And I've heard whispers of this. This is definitely reflective in the um, conspiracy community because I've heard like the Bible like kind of lays out everything it, talks about, it lays out everything and it talks about the mark of the beast so Holy a lot shit. of people were like the covid vaccine has to be the mark of the beast because it says without it you can't buy you can't travel you can't do like you need it to live you know um but yeah it's interesting so <laughs> then what happens to the people who get the mark of the beast and don't get the mark of the beast not good news i don't want to get into that <laughs> why we have to know ida some of us will not read the bible we have to know <laughs> uh, you have to go and research for yourself it's even on google you don't have to you just type in the mark of the beast it's on google ida on ida i don't even like googling stuff i don't even read <laughs> they yeah no so you know basically i guess it's it's what's happening it's you know it's not great because if you take the mark of the beast it's basically you how it. how i know it. it's basically like you've gone against god god's will you know and so some christians will say you won't make it to heaven like you'll be you'll be left left behind <laughs> holy shit well it's interesting because I was already thinking like when you say, okay, it's going to be a crazy battle and a lot of people don't like looking into that immediately. I think, okay, because they see that a lot of people are going to die, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it will happen that way. You know, yeah. in battle, a lot of people die, you know, um, some will be witnesses, some will be part of it, some will, but it's a fight, but I don't think it's like, you know, a fist fight. But I think it's it's like a mental. Fight. It's like the struggle in the human design sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, no, it's interesting, but we'll see. We live and we see. So it's funny because some churches needed to come out and tell their, you know, congregation that no, this is not the mark of the beast. Just take it. Wow. And a lot of people are scared. They're like, hey, I don't want six 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 on my forehead right wow and it's it's interesting to see the religious world and the conspiracy world intertwine because they do like you say but i also just know they do like in the states um i i get along with a lot with not not only to a certain extent but i have some great friends who are very very catholic and I met them when I worked at this health food store here um, because the health food store, they're just kind of in that, they're, they're founded on religious beliefs. But it just so happens that a lot of the Catholics I met, I'm like, whoa, you're saying a lot of truth because they're, it's just the basic value of, um, they, they don't give a fuck what society's doing. They're going to do what makes sense to them. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that a lot. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, so then also there's a group in the in the states that they call themselves patriots 
Okay. So depending on who you are, <laughs> um, it they could be really scary because they, they like cross over with people that are causing a lot of hurt and harm. So like not everyone who calls themselves a patriot are is like that, but some people see that because a lot of them are like that. They're like um, anyone, like they'll like kill, you know, or, or how do I say it? They're like, they're people that are causing a lot of hate in the world. They're not like, oh, we're all in this together. They're like, no, we're, we're like the, the species that needs to live, you know? So they're like scary folks. But then there are some patriots that are just like, I have these rights and I want to keep these rights. Like they're, they're the, they have like a lot of American flags. Like they're the, they're the folks that are like, they're patriots of like U.S. Okay, so like some of these people are just like, they just want to, they, they want to keep their rights. They don't want anyone to, to choose for them, which I respect. And then there's some people that are thinking that they're better than other people or more worthy than other people. Obviously, that's not what I can get behind. Um, but those people also tend to be very religious and in the conspiracy realm. So it's just interesting to see how these, um, how these groups mix. And like, I, I never got the vaccine. Like, I didn't think it was, it was right for my body, but I also don't think that everyone who did get the vaccine is going to be fucked. <laughs> like, I just don't, I, I don't, I just think that everyone has their right decision to make and what everyone's decision was, was their right decision in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. But I think all this stuff is just fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. It is, I'd. It's interesting. Wow, the conversation went south. South? <laughs> A good way. It's like, wow, I did not, I did not envision it going this way but that's a beauty these are our conversations i know i know what so I have said? It went west. Ah. what i was like what should i have said it went west because i know when people say oh that went south it, it means it's bad but no that's not what it means for me okay it, means like it was totally unexpected like wow yeah human design to conspiracy theories. But it's interesting. I'd, we, we, we kind of get into this realm. Like I'm noticing we're getting into this realm of like, what is the truth behind what's happening at such a big scale on earth? And I kind of get the feeling that we get into these topics because it has to do with our narratives around success. Yeah it's, it's interesting. Like this, I, I do feel like this stuff came up subconsciously. Like these topics, they just come up subconsciously, you know? Yeah, And I wish they were open enough for everyone to, cause not many people can have these conversations. Like, you know, people are scared that at the back of my mind, really, quite frankly, I'm like, Hmm, do we keep this? Like, did something I say coming, like, is something I said coming back to like bite me later? You know, stuff like that. Cause it's like, nowadays it's like, oh, my days, you can't even speak your mind in peace, you know? Do you feel like you're gonna, you might get canceled? <laughs> no, I'm not even canceled. Cause I don't think I said anything out of the ordinary that I personally don't stand behind. Right. Um, but it's interesting, like the thought of even that, we shouldn't have to like 
bless you. <laughs> we shouldn't Thank even you. have to be thinking about this. I know. We should all just be direct and honest and be able to speak up and stand behind what we say without but, feeling like we're going to get penalized for it. Yeah. So what, what is your scenario of getting penalized? Like what, if you could create a scenario that you were nervous about right now, just even in the back of your head, why that's there, what would it be? I don't think I personally have a scenario. I think all I'm seeing is from the outside and what's happened to people. So, you know, you look at Kanye speaking up and how his words were like, you know, taken out of context. You look at how a lot of people's words are being taken out of context or like, you know, something could have happened 50 years ago. They just pull it up and all of a sudden it's like, it still has to, like, come on, people change. So at what point does what we do, well, let me say that again. How responsible are we for what we do and at what point? Should we still be held responsible for something that happened 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Fascinating. Um, or have we evolved past that? And you know, because nowadays, like even 40 years ago, can still come back and bite you. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, you did this when you were two. Right. So you gotta pay for it. <laughs> Which is so now, funny, that right? now that you're 99. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. But here's the, and like, here's the thing though. First, I believe that we're all starting to be like, cancel culture is fucking stupid. Like, obviously, we all have the baseline values that like people should be held accountable, but like, okay, people are held accountable, but like, but here's the thing. No one can be canceled. No one can. God, I loved this meme. Also in the conspiracy realm, Ida, uh, that I saw a couple years ago. Only God can cancel me. I thought that was powerful. <laughs> I thought that was powerful because that's the thing. Like people. Like, only God can judge me. Only God can cancel me. Yeah. Only God can, can which is true, you guys. Like, like the only it's not like you're actually canceled it's like you have a big group of people against you that don't want to give you their money but like fine find the people that are with you um um on a survival level where you can be a billionaire one day and the next day you're not yeah but but i don't believe that i'd like if you get canceled there are still a billion other ways to make a billion dollars but then companies would dis- can decide, no, we're no longer aligning with you because your views are warped. That is what happens, but there are other ways to make money. Like make money, what about, because here's the thing, like with everyone that gets canceled, there's still, I would say, still millions of people that are still behind them. Even fucking serial killers who actually did all that shit had groups of people that were with them still. Do you know what wow. I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just a phenomenon that happens. No matter if you do something bad or not. You still have followers. You still have followers. There's wow. still ways to make money. Why don't you just do it the entrepreneurial way? Fuck the big corporations. So I like the way that I'm starting to see it is like, it's cool actually realizing this in this moment because Ida, let me tell you a little something. When I was on, <laughs> when I was on, 
my podcast, Rude Awakening a Health podcast, first starting out, Ida was like one of the first guests on the podcast. I think you were like my second guest after Meg, uh, after Meg Dahl. Okay, but I would say stuff, basically everything I said, I would be so nervous. And I did have some people on that were like, educating me during the episode and they had like activist followers and I was really afraid that I would say something wrong even though I was disagreeing with everything they said I wasn't I I wasn't saying anything against them but I was still afraid that people were gonna get me and like I'm just realizing now we we've now talked about a lot of stuff that's very controversial and I know I have said stuff in this episode that people would be like nope I am so not with you on that um nothing too crazy but like it's still divisive stuff that I have said the fact fact that we even have to think about that yes but here's the thing I don't care anymore I truly don't care and I didn't even know Ida that I didn't care until this conversation It, it even even saying all this stuff about me going to jail if I get um famous even that after saying that out loud I'm like I don't care like like the like you say and what you said helped me too but like love wins or like the right stuff will prevail like I at the end of the day like what's actually meant to happen in my life am I meant to just get shut down and like not really be existent on this earth I don't think so So like something else has to happen. There has to be a different resolution. So like the way that I, I am starting to see things is like canceling isn't even real. It's not even real. It's not even real. You still have followers. You still have people behind you. You still have other ways to make money. You can't get canceled. When Ed says something is not real, something ain't real, baby. (laughs) It's not real. Okay. All the things I say are not real. Sacrifice, guilt. And people are like, what are you talking about? That's very real in my life. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be. You decide. You decide how real that is. Like, we get to decide if we're actually canceled or if we're not. Like, so to me, I'm like, at the end of the day, people are going to disagree with what I say, maybe. (laughs) And it's never, ever, ever worth it for me to not say something that I'm thinking, (laughs) which is crazy, but like, it's never worth it for me to not say something that I'm thinking because I'm worried about what people will think. Why am I on this earth? Why am I, why are we here? Why are we here if I'm not going to do that? pointless it makes my entire career pointless if I'm not saying something not being myself not talking about my true beliefs my what's true to me at this point in time not talking about that because I think that people are going to be mad at me okay I would rather have people be mad at me than not be who I really am it's just like priorities you know (laughs) I love that I love that I feel like you know we've come to that natural well, for yeah. me anyway. Yeah, like you're like, I can I can see I you're like, I'm kind of done I'm, with this. I'm like, you know, I want to be in my bed like yesterday. However, before <laughs> before we we get off, you know when we, we have these conversations, it's energy. It takes a lot out of me. Yeah. Like a lot out of me. Um but is that a good people, thing? 
that doesn't sound good ah I think I don't think it's a bad thing I think my energy will go whether I like it or not but it depends Mm -hmm. on where I want to pour it and I I wanted to pour it into here and today I've done a bit more than I would I've had a lot of like you know I did a live right after the live I jumped so it's like yeah. a, it's oh that's that is exhausting yeah I'm tired right now I'm tired after this conversation for sure yeah push myself beyond my limits okay so I'm gonna honor that but before we go I wanted to say you know if you're if you happen to listen to this and you're also thinking oh my goodness yeah I really want to express myself but like I'm kind of struggling or like you know what we were talking about with the fears and stuff and having to um censor ourselves and stuff there's um a lady on Instagram that I quite adore, her work is all about self-censorship and how to kind of go about it. Her name is called Africa Brooke. So oh, do yeah. check her out because do you know her? Yeah. I mentioned her to you. Maybe. I just know. I think I'm following her. Okay. Yeah. So her work is profound. Like she really talks about how to not censor yourself and has like deeper meaningful conversation around self-censorship so if that's something that you're struggling with do feel free because I think having such a conversation without resources can sometimes leave people at like okay so where do I go from here you know mm-hmm. I love all of this I wish I could you know speak my mind equally but where do I go from here I feel like Africa Brook is a good place to start you know um her work has revered quite a a lot and um yeah it's very powerful she's unapologetic fearless um and yeah it's incredible to watch so cool yeah that's oh, great M, i think if you want to follow another person that's like you know M is also someone who doesn't oh. you know, really it's interesting because i express myself too but it's just around different things yep um, like I don't feel so strong about you know conspiracy theory and stuff like that but there are things that I really feel strong about that I feel like you need to express come what may like you got to express it you know and not be worried about how people will feel or what people will think because at the end of the day those are your thoughts those are what you stand by and for and you've got to you've got to stand by and for it yeah totally I just feel like you do really well in this or like what you like to do what which I'm assuming is what you're feeling called to teach on is what you're putting out there um is more general gentle topics and more tackling like what's happening inside of you and not so like I like to kind of move towards the conflict sometimes because I just I just feel like nobody else is saying something about it. So I know that if I'm getting like frust- quote unquote frustrated because nobody else is saying something, it just means I want to say it. It's not like I think everyone should share it, but that's a sign for me to share on it. So I'm like, why the fuck is this not out there in the open? Why are people not talking about like on my stories today? I was like, you don't have to wear deodorant. Like I haven't worn deodorant since I was in college. If you stop wearing it, then you stop smelling. You don't need it. And it's, it's the same with makeup. You can wear it if you want, you can wear all these things if you want. But um, when I stopped wearing makeup, my skin got better. So like there was no need to cover up. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, 
Okay, let's let Ida off the hook here, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm spent. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to our watcher. We had, there's still someone watching. Who is it? I, wish I don't know. Who are you? Answer. Answer in the, in the chat, you guys. But thank you so much for being on. This was such an interesting conversation. Thank you, Ida, for sticking with us, even though it's been a, a long day for you. And um, yep, find us on Instagram and on YouTube. Message us. Um, we'll have some offerings in the show notes for you guys. Yay. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Go on to bed. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. We're off YouTube, I believe. I'd. Ida's off as well. Okay, bye everybody.